Welcome back to the Root and Health Radio. We have a very special guest today, someone that I'm sure most of you guys are familiar with because Lord knows I talk about her all the time as my business and energetic mentor. We have Christina Rice, Christina the Channel. You'll know her as multiple different things, but <laughs> she's an intuitive channel, an energy healer, and the founder of A High 70 Energy Healing. She's also an author of a couple of my favorite books, Manifestation Mastery, the White Tablets of Melchizedek, and Pain, Love, and Purpose. So welcome. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I know. I know everyone's probably like, who's the mysterious Christina you always talk about? I'm like, surprise, here she is in the flesh. Surprise, I'm here. So yeah. Um, no, I'm excited to be here. It's it's cool because I feel like, I mean, we have been kind of with each other through a lot of different phases because yeah. we had first connected when we were both, well, I mean- you still are in the health space, but like a little, not as much. I'm in and out. Um, yeah. You know, but anyway, like, you know, in the paleo world and I, like we were at paleo effects together. And so it just like, seems like another life. So it's, um, always cool for me to, to see who kind of comes along fully, you know, and that's like really special for me. Like, you know, there's a number of people and I certainly don't expect everybody to, stay with me along for all my iterations and all my shifts, you know, but it is really cool for me that there are people that I like have been in this community and I've worked with for a long time, like, um, who have been with every iteration, you know? So, um, it's crazy. We've, we've known each other a while. And that also, I feel like speaks one to the community you build, but to the fact that like, everyone's just like ascending together. We're all like so many people, and I have a bunch of friends that I've met through you who we started, didn't know each other in the paleo world and yeah. like NTPs, health coaches, and then everyone's just shifting and we're all now doing energy shit. So we love that. It's a, it's a very similar path. A lot of us, uh, ex-nutritionists make, <laughs> I, I find, I mean, health, physical health is one of many, but a, a very powerful door to spirituality. You know, like there's a reason why so many people who start in the health space, you like kind of naturally lead into spirituality. You're cleansing your body, you're detoxing your body, you're um, removing all those physiological blocks, you know, to your psychic awareness. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you kind of go deeper into purpose and meaning and what really matters just is this natural doorway. And I think just from the practitioner lens, you know, you you really learn what you're doing when you're working with people at the end of the day. And the more people you work with, you get to this point where you're like, this side, this energy side is way more important <laughs> than these supplements or the diet. Uh, and I think that, that I, I know for me, that was something that I had heard a lot, but when I was younger, it didn't really compute. And I also didn't really like that answer and it just didn't really interest me, you know, but then the deeper I got on my own journey and in my work as a practitioner, it just came to be the truth, mm -hmm. you know? So it, it clicks when it clicks. And I think a lot of that isn't, is in life experience. It's not people telling you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. hundred percent. I know that people on here are probably tired of me telling them about the energetic roots being so incredibly important and the emotional roots. And when you don't address the energy or emotional component, whatever, it's all the same. It's mm -hmm. just not when you find the full healing that you want. It's not when you actually get on the other side of all of that stuff. And everyone just wants to do the nutrition and the supplements because it's so easy and it's so tangible. And you're like, oh, that gets me from A to Z. But like it doesn't. It stops you at like M. 
Yeah. Well, and I mean, I just kind of had gotten to the point with people in general and not like people in my life. And I'm like, look, I'm not going to repeat myself. And so it's like, if you want, if you want to stick with your food and your supplements, that's fine. But I don't, I'm not going to listen to you complain. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, take it. I'm not just talking out of my ass. Right. I'm like, I, I was that person, you know, for a decade, hardcore protocol after protocol, diet after diet, supplement, biohacking, like intensely, you know, Mm -hmm. and I know it was like just a different version of the same thing. Even when there were different diagnoses and different types of protocols and different supplements, you think you're doing something different and you're not. Mm -hmm. And it, I, I felt like I was in this false trail like this false trail of hope almost where, you know, I would do a protocol and then maybe something would get a little bit better, but then I would get worse in another area or still be mm-hmm. the same. So then we do more tests and then we would find something new. So then it's, oh, okay, now we're going to do this protocol. So then I would do that protocol. And then, and then similar thing would happen. Oh, we n- more tests. Oh, now we're finding that you have this mutation. So we have to address this. Oh, and then same, it was like this constant, we just keep finding things new. And I'm like, so am I just really that fucked up? Like, mm-hmm. There's no way, you know, and, um, after a long time, you get tired of it, you know, you get tired of it. And I mean, there are so many people who the second they just give up all the hard work they've been doing on their health, they heal. You know, you hear all these stories people just start like, I mean, and that was part of my journey too. Like really just not giving a shit, eating whatever I wanted, doing whatever I wanted, letting go of all my health practices. And that was for sure a part of my, my journey. And then I ended up coming back to the things I I liked because I actually liked them instead of, Mm -hmm. I feel like I have to do this and it's another full-time job. But I think that, you know, the supplements, the protocols, the diets are an easy way for us to hide. You know, Mm -hmm. we hide behind it. We stay busy behind it. It's kind of like what people do in their businesses, right? Where they do a lot of things to stay busy, but they're not being productive. Mm -hmm. So you feel like you're doing something because you're busy the whole time, but like, you're not actually doing the work that's going to move the needle. And that's the same thing with the emotional and the energetic work. So it's like, you know, if somebody wants to stay on that track, that's okay. But then you have to take responsibility for your results. And and maybe that does get you the results that you need. I mean, it's, and there are plenty of people who they are having symptom and they do just need to do something quick and it clears mm-hmm. it and it's on the physiological, physiological level. But when you're dealing with like chronic, deep underlying things, that's when that's not the only thing going on. Um, so it's not like, you know, I mean, there are plenty of people I don't know. I mean, I could go on a trip and get a parasite, you know, and yeah. do a parasite protocol and it would go away, you know, in a couple months. But had I not done all of that underlying work, which I continue to be doing all the time, you know, it's not just like I did it and I'm done. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, then it wouldn't really work out that, that quickly. So that's the thing, you know, I'm just like, they're, they're your results. And, and if you are a results oriented person, to me, it's like, you've got to consider the energetic component. Cause that's literally just how physics works. Mm-hmm. And I think that some people want to ignore that they want to ignore the quantum physics. They want to ignore all of that, the energy aspect. They're like, what, is, what does that have to do with my physical body? Like everything. Yeah. I mean, you are energy. Like, isn't that the, and that's the thing. People will say things to me and I'm like, do you, do you agree that everything is energy? And pretty much everybody's like, yeah, mm-hmm. of course. Like that's what I, it's literally what you learn in science, like day, whatever early on. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So then how could you think that working on the energy field would not be relevant? And that usually just kind of gets, gets them to think. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm not really, 
and you know me, I'm not really interested in convincing people of anything. So I don't mm-hmm. really like the, the per, if somebody is wanting me to like ex- justify or explain like in that way, I'm just not the right person. I'm happy to talk about things to somebody who wants to learn more. But if somebody's trying to get me to convince them, like that's, it's just, first of all, not my job. Second of yeah. all, not how I want to use my own energy. Yeah. No convincing energy source. You're like, if, and I think when people find out what I do, they expect me to just go off on tangents on everyone. And yeah. I'm just not, I'm like, if you have an issue, you know where to find me, right? You know where to find me. You've seen my resume. You understand that I know what I know. And I'm not, I'm not going to convince you that this lifestyle is the best because you can see that I'm literally the healthiest person here and I've hit some of the lowest lows of anyone here, yeah. right? Like I was bedridden for six weeks and I couldn't take any mm-hmm. supplements. So you can't tell me energy doesn't matter when I couldn't take any supplements and then I was out of it and I was like chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, you know, results speak for themselves. And I, and I think that's, I don't know, it's just funny, all these interpersonal dynamics people have, like, I'm not really, this doesn't really come up for me much anymore. Cause I'm like, you know, I just kind of hermit yeah. <laughs> uh, and I don't work with clients in that capacity anymore. So, but especially like, I remember like things with my family or just like people, I like, you know, everybody says things and I think it's a lot of those interpersonal dynamics. You take a step back and I'm like, this is what's making everybody sick. Like, is this really how we like relate to each other? These weird like jobs and Mm -hmm. you want me to convince you and somebody else convincing them. It's like really weird energy everybody throws around and it's really bizarre. Like, I don't really like to be involved with that. I just like to be around people who, you know, are loving and excited and want to support each other and are open-minded and listen. And that's just like the vibe I want to be on, you know? So I think the other part for me of just my own inner healing was realizing like if when I was in situations where I found myself feeling like somebody is wanting me to convince them, um, you know, I realized like I really just shouldn't be in this situation at all. Like these just really shouldn't be in this situation at all. Um, and when I committed to that, you know, things started changing a lot. And now I'm not really in that situation ever. And and the people who, you know, like let's say family members who I'm mm-hmm. still gonna be around, nobody acts like that at all anymore because I shifted my energy. But when there's mm-hmm. a piece of me that was insecure, when there's a piece of me that was still trying to convince, you know, and that because that shows up in every area of your life, like as a practitioner that can be like, um, you know, with clients, with your business that can come up, you know, um, or with things going on with your own health, any insecurities that we're going to have are just going to get reflected, you know, Mm -hmm. for us, people are going to pick up on that energy. Um, and when I just started getting really secure in myself and really like made that full energetic shift of, I'm not going to spend time around people who like, like, who asked me to convince them because I don't show up that way. Mm-hmm. I don't run around and like question everybody. I'm curious. I like to learn, but I'm not coming at them like trying to make someone wrong ever, mm-hmm. you know? And I think that's sadly how a lot of people do move through the world is they're trying to make everybody wrong. I think that's the big problem with social media. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so much beauty about social media and so many pros and it has cultivated some really, really unhealthy energies. And I think I, I think it's a combination of shedding light 
on that mm-hmm. toxicity that's already there. And I do think it cultivates more. You know, I think it normalizes a lot of this um, low frequency behavior. Uh, people like cancel culture, things like that, you know, it's really, and even just the way that people make content, it's all about like making people wrong. Mm. Like you're doing this wrong. Don't go to this person calling people out. Like, you know, and I, I just doesn't feel great. You know, it doesn't, doesn't feel great. And so I, I think that people are just so used to that kind of energy and they're so used to being on edge and they're so used to being afraid to say the wrong thing that we don't say anything at all. And there are so many deeper energetic repercussions for that. I mean, I am very concerned about, I mean, so much on this planet, but I mean, just the, the, even people who aren't on social media, like I have friends who don't even use social media really themselves, but they'll look at some things and they will hold themselves back in, in their lives. They'll like, they've silenced themselves just in general conversation mm-hmm. because they've just learned through observation. Like, I don't want to say the wrong thing ever, but mm-hmm. like sometimes saying the wrong thing is the only way that we learn, you know? And like, we have to have space to have conversation, even if that includes, you know, pointing things out to each other in loving ways. And like, like that's the only way that you learn. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that larger energy is something that's, um, you know, it used to be intense enough just dealing with family dynamics. Mm-hmm. And I, I even think about like when I started working as a practitioner and, you know, a lot of the conversations you have, as you know, are about family dynamics, friendships, relationships, like that's really, mm-hmm. it's so relationship-based. But even at that time, like at the beginning, social media was not anywhere near what it's been like in the last like three years, Yeah, you know? And so, um, that's a whole other component for people where like, you know, it's, it can be difficult enough to navigate those dynamics with people already in your life. But now it's like just feeling this general anxiety, but mm-hmm. I don't know if I can say this or I'm scared to show up or I'm scared to like be myself or I'm scared to do something that someone's going to judge. It's, it's really deep within people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think that's the other thing about like we talk about, you know, I don't know, autoimmune disease on the rise, but something like parasites, right? Like all that stuff. It's like how much of this is people just realizing what's been going on and they're just now finally realizing it. How much of it is we have parasitic energy mm-hmm. all over the place. It's now infiltrating everybody through too much Zoom, Zoom, Zoom meetings and too too many, you know, social media uh, too much social media use, um, TikTok and all that. I think that's kind of the other angle. That's, that's very fascinating. Um, mm-hmm. and I don't think that that angle has really been explored enough yet. Like even from a more, I'll say like practical <laughs> lens, like physiological lens. Um, we look at, you know, there's been lots around EMFs and, leaky gut and parasites and all that Mm -hmm. but like the lens of like just social media in itself um i think it would be kind of a fascinating thing to go deeper into on the physiological level about how that's affecting people Mm -hmm. i feel like tiktok even more so i mean everywhere but tiktok i just they put full movies on there like you can get a clip of a scary movie just like you know you can get that hit of like fear i don't know that's wild to me just all of tiktok i feel like I started posting on there and then I was like, I don't think I can watch anything on here unless it's just the five people I follow. 
I, I, I don't use TikTok. I mean, like I've been on there, obviously I tried. And then I was like, this is not feeling, you know, yeah. I love the idea of it. Like I love yeah. how raw it is. I think, I think that there's actually a lot of good content on there. Like, I, I like there. I do feel like there's a lot on there that does feel a lot like lighter. And I yes. think that's what I originally liked about it was I was like, I would just spend like an hour on there laughing, you know, like just like funny, funny shit. And it felt like a lot more free. It felt like Instagram had just become the police, everybody mm-hmm. yelling at everybody. And TikTok felt like a place of just like creativity and people's lives and like, like funny shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's obviously a whole other portion of it that's just the same as, you know, the Instagram kind of culture um, with any social media platform, you know, you know, you can find both sides of the coin, mm-hmm. but it sucks you in. And I just think what that does to us, you know, this, it, I mean, it's the same thing though that text messages do. It's just more intense, like mm-hmm. uh, that, like little hit you get with every message and um, increasing the ADHD. I mean, I think this ADHD thing is, don't get me started on this ADHD I thing. Know. Like, uh, same. <laughs> you know, it's like this whole topic and, and the fact that people get so upset when people are saying like, maybe you don't have ADHD. It's like, okay, if we take the symptoms, if we take the symptoms, what are all the things that contribute to those symptoms? And there's yeah. uh, so many things, you know, including right now we're built to be ADHD. Like, I don't mm-hmm. know how you could not be, you know, like, like all the messages, all the social media platforms, all the notifications, um, all of that. And then you get things like, you know, um, all the underlying, you know, infections you might have on, mm-hmm. on w- within your body. And then, uh, you look at things like intuitive awareness and like the whole spiritual side. And I'm like, no, I don't think slapping a diagnosis on that and, um, giving someone, you know, legal speed is going to help. Cause yeah. that's, that's what goes on. And there's a reason that goes on, but you know, whatever, it's yeah. my, no, so same. I, people get mad when I'm like, I don't even think ADHD exists. It's just your dysregulated nervous system. And they're yeah. like, what? I'm like, yeah, you're just all over the place. I mean, all of us are. Again, like you said, how can we not be? We have these things attached to our hips that are emitting everything. Yeah. But like, yeah, sorry. Well, no. And then it's like, you know, with kids, like they can't focus, they can't pay attention. And I'm like, well, they're a kid. Maybe they're not, maybe they're, that's not their learning style. Maybe they need more movement. Maybe they're a mani gen, you know, like, I mean, maybe they got to run around. I think, I just think there's so much more to it. And I, but, but I also think, you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard. It's, it's hard because everybody has their own experience and I, it's not mm-hmm. that like, and I understand, like, I mean, I have been through phases where my quote ADHD has been completely debilitating and I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have had to go into that about, okay, what do I need to change in my lifestyle to get myself back in balance, mm-hmm. right? I mean, the number of people who who I know personally who tell me they have extreme ADHD and they've been taking Adderall, you know, for 15 years and they drink five cups of coffee a day. And I'm like, I, I don't know what to tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I, it's like, and I, I'm like, aren't you worried about your heart? Like you're taking, you've been taking Adderall, you know, every day for 15 yeah. years and you t- drink five cups of coffee a day. Like you're, it's, mm-hmm. so, it's so much, you know what I'm like? So I don't know, but th- there's a lot, there's just a lot more to a lot of these health issues for sure. Yeah. And I think that, I think that's why I like the energy realm more because I feel like I can just stay out of all my opinions there. And 
and just me, I'm just like, everybody just knows I'm the spiritual person, right? So somebody will come to me and I'm just going to say my woo woo shit and you know, everybody's <laughs> okay with it. And I can get, I, I have gotten through to a lot more people than I think I ever could have, or would have it like just in the health space, because, you know, sometimes you have to just go through another door. Um, mm-hmm. And that's true for me too. It's true for everybody. You know, there's lots of things like when somebody comes through another door to communicate it with me from a very different angle where I don't have resistance, um, you know, it can finally click. So I think that's one of the benefits of the energy healing space and the intuitive space, especially when it's like brand new for people, it's this unopened door and they don't have any preconceived notions necessarily mm-hmm. other than like, I don't know what the hell this is, but why not? Versus, you know, if somebody already has their health beliefs coming in through the health door can be uh, a lot more difficult because you're fighting, you're fighting against all of those previously yeah. held beliefs. I think it's similar. Like when someone goes from Western medicine to like the holistic realm where they're, you're shattering their whole paradigm and they're mm-hmm. like, what do you mean that I can heal from a chronic illness? And I'm like, I've healed from like five. I don't, and, they're, yeah. and they've just never met anyone who says yeah. that to them. All they're hearing is like, this is the rest of your life. And I'm like, yeah, again. I've healed. We've healed from like 15 collectively in this. this Yeah. Yeah. I know. And you know what? It really breaks my heart. This has been coming up a lot recently. Like, and I talk to my boyfriend about it all the time, you know, like his, his company also does like holistic healing. Like we're both in the business of people Mm -hmm. healing from really serious, you know, incurable diseases and like witnessing people heal from those things. Um, and I was talking to him about this the other day. I'm like, it's just so hard for me when I'll, I'll have like friends of friends or like, you know, someone I kind of know, but I'm not close with. And they're, you know, they've been told they have a terminal diagnosis or they get this diagnosis and there's nothing they can do. And they're doing all, and they want to get better. And they're doing all these very like conventional treatments. And Mm -hmm. I'm always like, I don't want to overstep, you know, it's like not my life, but at the same time, it's really hard for me. You know, it's really hard for me when people are like, suffering and struggling, you yeah. know, um, and yeah, there's just like a hard, it's a hard line. Um, and I, I definitely thought about that a lot with like, you know, my, my uncle passed away last year and mm-hmm. that was really, really hard for me. Um, and he, You know, I, he was very open to everything I said and he mm-hmm. implemented everything I said. And he also implemented all of the Western medicine treatments, mm-hmm. you know, which, you know, <laughs> can kind of defeat the purpose. Right. Yeah. Um, so I think that, you know, through that experience, like I, and this is like an interpersonal battle that, you know, I think a lo- like a lot of us in this space, for me, I'm always navigating like, am I overstepping? I think that's one of my my yeah. personal like wounds and like shadow things with my personality. And I think you're kind of the same, same. yeah. Um, right? Of like, we tend to just be very blunt and like express our opinion. That's just like how mm-hmm. we are, you know? And, uh, and for most of my life that hasn't been, you know, people like, and the right people love that. And it's like, that's just who Christina is. And sometimes I can get myself in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I can blurt something out and be like, oh shit, I shouldn't have said that. You know, it's just like that. Uh, yeah. That did cross the line, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, it's one of those things that it's like back and forth with. And, um, I think that, and especially, you know, when you are working with 
clients, you learn just for, you know, legal reasons. There's a lot of things you, you don't say, you know, yeah. you kind of hold, cause you don't, that's just, a, it's a legal thing, you know? So my, my languaging and how I express things changed a lot just through working with people. Cause it's not my job to, you know, I can't give advice, all that. So anyway, when it came up, when that happened with my uncle, it was just hard for me because I wanted to like get in there and be like, everybody like step aside, like, let me handle this. But I also yeah. was so emotional. And I told, I told my mom, I was like, I, I can't be the one like being his practitioner. I'm, yeah. I, I can't. And I, and I had recommended a practitioner, um, but they never did that. And they just, you know, I ended up making a whole like kind of protocol for him which he did almost all of, but he also was doing all the other stuff. And hmm. I, I mean, I hate to say this, but like, I do wish I had pushed a little more for him to not. And mm -hmm. at the time I didn't push hard on that because I was like, it's not my life, you know, and this is his life. Like, yeah. um, and so I don't, I'm, I'm going to share what I know, but I'm not going to push, um, you know, you know what I'm saying? And like, yeah. that's kind of how I approached it. And through that experience. And now if that happened again with somebody in my life, I would push. Yeah. I would hundred percent push. And I kind of got to the point where I was like, you know, I don't want to overstep. I don't want him to feel like, or anybody in the family to feel like I'm trying to control this, but I'm, you know, I'm going to share everything I know and be very clear, but I'm not going to yeah. push it. But, um, yeah, I think I'm like, now I'm like, I'm okay with being the bad guy. Yeah. You know, and I think I've, with a lot of areas in my life, I've kind of gone through that evolution in the last couple of years where like, I was, I've always been so blunt and straightforward and, uh, you know, and get myself in, in trouble a little bit. And then I pulled back a lot, yeah. uh, cause I just didn't want to deal with the drama. I didn't, I needed to take care of myself, all that didn't want to overstep. Um, and now I'm kind of, I've come back to this place where I'm like, you know what? I'm like, genuinely at this point, I'm okay with being the bad guy. I'm okay with people getting upset with me. I'm okay. If somebody's pissed at me that I said that I went too far, like as long as I feel good about mm -hmm. how I showed up, um, like that's all that matters, you know, because I, I hate that. I have that feeling of like, I should have pushed harder with him. Mm -hmm. I honestly hate it. It's really fucking hard, you know? Yeah. And so obviously like I've made peace with that. I've talked to him, you know, on the other side, like, and there's all the spiritual reasons and, you know, all that can be true. And I can still have that very human, just like I learned that lesson. Cause I, you know, yeah. I am not happy about that. So I think that's been a really, um, powerful thing for me in the last few years to kind of come to. And I think a lot of people in their own ways, you know, navigate that of like, you know, how far is too far? Like, where do I insert myself? Where do mm -hmm. I stay out of it? Um, especially somebody with, you know, our kind of personality type. Yeah. So it's an interesting line to walk. Yeah. I was just about to say, it's a very fine line. Cause I personally have had loved ones in the past two years, have a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And I know at first I started giving them practitioners, blah, 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 blah. I was very similar. Cause I was like, I can't energetically take this on. Like I, mm -hmm. if it's someone so close to you and then at one point I was like, either you do it or you don't like very aggressive with them. I was like, you're taking this seriously or you're not taking it seriously. And I don't know what to tell you that I can't handle it. If you're just going to like fluff me off, but like mm -hmm. also want my opinion. Yeah. And then it clicks when, when I said I was, mm -hmm. I was very aggressive. I don't care. I'm like, you yeah. all love me and you're going to love me regardless. Mm -hmm. But it was a challenging time. I know personally for me to 
feel. And then there came a point where I was their practitioner and I was like, I, this responsibility with being this close to the person with seeing them every day or talking to them every day was like a lot. So -hmm. it's just like a very fine line. I feel like for a lot of people and it just, honestly, I feel like totally prepared me for when I have a child someday, like, cause I'm going to have to be very much in the ring. So I've like, I've definitely found a nice line to walk, but I'm like, when there's a kid, we're going to, there's nothing taking our prisoners. Yeah. I mean, you, you gotta be, I, I also think like when it's your kid, And I know it's not easy for parents at all. I'm not saying that, but it's like, you have this built in, like, I think kind of mama, but like, no, like versus when it's somebody, you know, who's like, like, I don't know if it was my parent, I for sure would have been a lot more aggressive. I think for me, when it starts to get to extended family, it's like, I'm going to be clear, but I'm not going to be the same. I would like with my sister or Mm my mom or my, you know, my own children where I'm like, no, you know, so yeah, it's, uh, you know, there's, these are just real life things we navigate and it's not easy, you know, and it's yeah. not, it's different for every person, what feels good for you. But I think I've just like, I think the things I was maybe a little more aware of before, like in my head at the time, I was like, if I push hard for this and then he doesn't actually stick to it, but he like half does it. And then he doesn't make it. Everybody's going to hate me forever. Mm. Like I was like, my whole extended family is going to like, yeah, you That's know, hard. and, and and I was like, I can't live with that at the time. Um, and that was really selfish of me, I feel, you know, so now I feel differently. And through that, I felt felt different, you know, and and especially because he was so like willing to do everything I said. And mm-hmm. he did, you know, but and, and he also and I think this is what's the really hard about like, you know, you you watch a loved one. You, you know this through going through it yourself, but then you watch a loved one go through it where he he's like told he has terminal cancer and he has a year to live mm-hmm. and he doesn't know anything about any of this stuff. And it's so overwhelming. He's like, I, he's like, I will do anything to heal. Like ev- everybody tell me. And, you know, he's willing to do everything and he's trying everything and Western, Eastern, like all the things. And um, it's really like, I think just sad because you get people who do they're willing to do whatever yeah. they can to heal, but they just don't have, the, they don't have all the information or it's almost like, it's like they're doing too much, right? Like he thought if I take do every single approach, I'm going to get better. But it's like, you know, the chemo can, I mean, it, it shuts down your immune system. Yeah. You know? So if the whole point of the holistic process is to, to build up your immune system, right. And then that side of it's doing the opposite. They can like negate each other. And mm-hmm. I think that's, what's really complicated. Like on the, patient client side is like, it's really hard to navigate all of that, you know, conflicting information and not being like, I don't know. I just feel like if you're not super deep into all of this, it can be really difficult to navigate, especially with all of the noise now on social media and the internet. And there's just so, it's so easy for people to share whatever, yeah. you know, like, and like, there's a lot of actually good information that I think it's great. This is getting out to people. And there's a lot of shitty information, like yeah. things that are just straight up incorrect. Like, like in all industries, you know, I'm yeah. like, I remember my friends and I were talking about this on TikTok and we're like watching these videos of these people giving just like definitions. Like this means this. And they were like legal terms and like business terms and like psychological terms, like definitions. And we were like, they're literally just wrong. Like, like look at the, like read a, read a book. Like it's like <laughs> literally just a wrong definition. Like, no, that's actually this word. Yeah. Um, like it's a scary, it's a scary world we live in, you know, but I think yeah. that's also good for people to realize because it's so obvious now, like, what do I believe? And 
it, it begs the question, okay, well, how long has this been going on? Now you're just seeing it because it's social media, but how long has that been going on? You know, and you look at your history books growing up yeah. and it's like, it's the same shit. It was just, it's a lot more insidious, you know, mm-hmm. cause you never, you would think, could this be wrong? It's just, it is what it is. Yeah. It said, it said in a book, right? Google it. It's true. Right. <laughs> like oh all those gosh. things. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting space to, to navigate. I think, um, I think mm-hmm. it's, it's, a lot of people's foundation, it shakes up a lot of foundations, um, which then leads to even more nervous system dysregulation. So, you know, that's fun. I think it's funny because I'm a health practitioner that only works online. Like I, and I tell people like, shut off social media. Like that's why I think it's so funny because I'm like all of you, well, not all of you, most of them find me through either social media or through a recommendation, but I'm like, Mm -hmm. listen, unfollow all the freaking practitioners. You're getting so much information from every single side. And then they're going to come to me asking this, that, whatever. And I'm like, okay, if you're doing this, like you have to trust me. And I'm not saying you trust me with your whole entire life, but you have to at least trust me a little to not question every single thing and not bring up every new trend and every new thing on the internet, which is, I mean, it's just rampant with everything. Like you said, like all these people now saying, I I post about this today and I'm not going to try to hate on these companies because they're fine, but Olipop and Poppy, I drink one every day because it helps my digestion. And I'm like, no. No, oh, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's, a, yeah. it's a better for you soda. Like, let's yeah. not, I'm not knocking it. Oh we yeah. Ha- I mean, have no, them I, I drink fridge. them, but yes. I'm not going to, I'm not going to act like it's my, like my probiotic. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I people were saying, like, I make my sleepy time mocktail, which is tart cherry juice and like Olipop. And I'm like, Ew. no, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, about? Not, like, that's not it. But I mean, yeah, I, I don't know. I think the wellness space is, I don't know what it's become. I think the problem is here's the thing it's like exercise, right? Like, like, like with nutrition or exercise, the shit that works is simple. Yep. It's simple. It's not complicated. And people like to make things complicated because then it seems new and it seems different. It's marketable. And people are like, Oh wow, more complex must be better. And at the end of the day, like what works is simple. It just, it is what it is, you know? So it's not that complicated, Mm -hmm. um, but everybody's trying to make a profit off of it. And everybody's trying to overcomplicate. It's like, you know, that's fine. It's like fitness, you know, it's like, you see these people, um, like their workout routines and these moves are just so wild. And I'm like, there's literally no point. Like, uh, look, when I'm working out, I don't like to be stressed. (laughs) I like, you know, it's like, and I'm not saying, you know, there's a time and place for that. I think, you know, there's benefits with your mind, but I'm like, it's not actually that complicated. Like your basic strength moves, like work, yeah. It doesn't need to be some crazy thing. Um, but everybody wants to make it a crazy thing for whatever reason. And that's okay. You know, whatever, whatever makes you feel good and whatever is fun for you. But if it's stressing you out, then, then do it an easier way. Like yeah. I, I am at this phase of like every single thing in my life, like, how do I make this faster, easier, simpler? Like, I don't want to overthink it. I don't want to spend t- spending time doing it. I want as much time to literally just like exist and just like not have anything to do as possible. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be overthinking shit. I don't want to be scrolling social media. I want to live, you know, I want to just like enjoy. I want to relax. Like, and so everything else simplify. That's all. That's what I would like to get my time back. And I think that's what most people want, mm-hmm. but then they're spending their time doing everything in like a more complex way. Mm-hmm. And so I just think we need to get our priorities straight. 
Yeah, I, I agree with you. I think that people are like telling themselves that's what they want and then they spend all their time on social media. And I think it's really funny when people come to me constipated. I'm like, here's where we start. Electrolytes, you got to be super hydrated. Yeah. Are you eating enough food and are you eating enough fat? And then walking eight to 10K steps a day. And they're like, mm -hmm. what do you mean? And I'm like, that's where we start because I'm telling you 80% of the people I work with that starts clearing stuff up. And that's, yeah. there's still a 20%. There is still very much like a root cause to a lot of people, but I'm like, you start there because most of you just aren't eating enough or taking magnesium or drinking I know. electrolytes. I know. And that's really, that's what's really hard is like, because people don't want to eat more. They, like, they don't want to eat more, but then they're constipated. Yeah, I get it. I, I remember that. I, I don't miss that. <laughs> yeah. You're like, uh, we don't miss, I don't, days. I don't miss those conversations. It's like really hard. People are really stuck. Like yeah. people say they want to improve their health, but then they're not willing to do what they have to do. Mm -hmm. Um, and I get it. You know, there's been lots of things that I'm like, I don't want to do that. You know, my ego doesn't want to do it. I don't want to change that, but you got to pick what's more important to you, yeah. you know? So, um, yeah, it's wild. You know, what some electrolytes could do. <laughs> No, seriously, when I have people eating more and walking and drinking electrolytes and they're like, I pooped the past three days in a row. And I'm like, surprise, like that's Great. what your body needed. Wow. Yeah. And you probably thought it was some super serious, crazy thing. No, because so many people do. And that's just where I'm like, I'm not trying to discredit what you're going through, but foundations is where you got to start because it could be so simple. Yeah. But like most people don't do the foundations. It's yeah. like, that's the thing is, and we're, we're so busy. Like we're so busy, you know, I don't even, you know, sticking coffee up our butts, which, you know, I love. <laughs> yeah, we and love it here. It's my favorite. It's my favorite. It's literally my favorite wellness activity. So just so, just to be clear, but we're sticking coffee up our butts, you know, we're in the cold plunge. We're in the sauna. We're, uh, all my favorite know. things. <laughs> yeah. We're like taking 500,000 supplements. Like we're doing all that shit. And then we're getting five hours of sleep a night. And it's like, we can do all the complicated things, but the simple ones we don't. Yeah. Um, so that it, it is an important reminder. And it's like that with every part of life. Like it's like that with business. It's like that with spirituality and intuition and energy work. Like, uh, you know, and I think that's why I love energy work. Cause I'm like, it's, it's so it just simplifies everything. Like everything that feels complicated and how do I fix it? It's like very simple. It's like, where is the energy? What is it looking like? change it. And it's really that easy. Cause I just want to be done with it. Whatever it is. <laughs> it, it really is. So, like I said, I actually have had a lot of clients who come to me with all these chronic gut issues. Everyone tells them they put on them on all these meds and then they're like, yeah, I was abused as a kid. And I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, like that's, it's not all these physical things that they've told you. It's not a lack of all these drugs. Like we have yeah. to address trauma. We have to rewire the brain. Like we have to like address the energetic component that you didn't feel safe in your body, which I have the utmost sympathy for. It's mm -hmm. not just me saying it because I'm removed from it by now. It's been years since all of that. And they've healed yeah. because they addressed the trauma because they went to a couple of them went to neurofeedback because mm. it was too triggering for them to talk about, too triggering mm. for anything else. And so they just went and someone put sensors on their brain, rewired their brain. Yeah. I know. Like, and I think that that's a thing is like, we can spend a lot of time. Um, and I did this too. You know, I spent so much time trying to like manually fix everything with supplements and diet and yeah. like lifestyle. And those are good health practices, but yeah. for like me with my chronic illnesses, um, 
that was never, ever going to go deep enough to get in to yep. the under the dirt in the ground, like stuff that was just stuck. You know, my body was stuck in freeze. Um, and I like not the diet, the supplement, all that, like none of that was going to do enough to get me out of freeze. I had, mm-hmm. you know, do other stuff to get me out of freeze. And there are lots of different ways, you know, to, to get out of freeze and to support the nervous system. There's so many, you know, um, so whatever resonates with people, you know, whether it's something like neurofeedback or something like energy work or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, there's all different types of things that can work. So I think that's a good piece, but I think, you know, that should be, I think that should be one of the first places people start. Yeah. Um, cause it just makes the rest of it a lot faster. It makes everything else work more effectively. And most people, whether or not they realize it, you know, do have something keeping them stuck. Like, I feel like most people Mm-hmm. are in that freeze a little bit mm-hmm. um unless you've you know done some work around it, especially now and especially like you know we all went through a trauma in, everyone from, yeah you know everybody like the so it's like that stuff can get reactivated you mm-hmm. know and um I'm grateful for the tools I have you know the support I have of like when that gets reactivated that I know how to go in and work on it you know but it's like um I think a lot of people like that, you know, hit them hard and they didn't necessarily have any tools mm-hmm. to to recognize what was going on or to like even realize what that was doing to their body. So I think it's been a really interesting thing, just like from a general perspective, hearing different people talking about like how their health habits have changed through quarantine and after. And mm-hmm. like, I think there's, but I, I do think there's been a lot of positive stuff that came from that. And then also, you know, other people realizing an uptick and all these other things. And I think it's very fascinating of all the changes that happened from that period. And that, you know, shows us a lot about, um, how our bodies respond to world events and our need for connection and our need for sunshine and nature and all mm-hmm. of that. So I just think that has been a very interesting, I think there's going to be so much research that comes out of that period, yeah. um, which I will be curious to learn about. I agree. I, if there's one thing that I feel like it, one really good thing that came out of it, it's one that people like really felt the need to connect over the internet. Not that I think that this is the end all be all, but it's nice that people are just like more accepting of meeting people from all over and stuff like that half my friends are on the internet and we were there yeah. before but like everyone else was like what do you mean you're meeting up with people from the internet yeah it's like oh <laughs> now it's normal <laughs> I know I know I think that's hard for me because it's like I'm sure you get this everybody's biggest complaint when they when they're talking to me is like that they can't find friends yep and I totally understand that and like all of my friends I have met through the internet, like that's just always how it's been. People will always ask me like, how did you meet all these people? How do you know so-and-so? How do you know so-and-so? Like a lot of my friendships are, you know, everybody kind of knows about because they're all over my social media, whatever. And people, will, and I'm like, I have met all these people through the internet and yeah. I flew my ass out and met them in person or I went to retreats or it's like you, I've made a lot of effort, you yeah. know, and the majority of my friends like have never lived around me. You know, so I think that a lot of people have some illusions around that. You know, I think that people are unwilling to go out there and try new things too. I think that people Mm -hmm. are scared to like network or like anytime I go anywhere, I mean, 
I will always ask everybody, you know, do you know anybody in this area? And I'm going like blind friend dates all the time, but you got to like, you got to ask, you got to use your network. Yeah. You got to like be willing to go out there. You got to go to random events, you know, um, even if it seems like a bust. I mean, I've been to so many weird events that like, I don't know why I'm there, but I'll meet like one person and we're both mm-hmm. like immediately lock eyes. And I'm like, you let's be friends. Um, so I think that a lot of people just honestly aren't, I say this with so much love, but I don't think that a lot of people are like putting the effort in yeah. <laughs> they need to. And I don't think that's because they, I think sometimes people are scared, but I think more people just don't realize the amount of effort that people do put in to kind of make these connections. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, it hasn't, it's never been just me sitting in my house doing nothing, expecting everybody to come to me. It's never been that. No one's going to knock on uh, your door. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I, and what I'll just say from the people I know who I have this conversation with a lot, I know damn well, that's what they're all doing. That's what they're mm-hmm. all expecting. Like, they just think that people are going to like burst through the front door and be like, can we be friends? I'm like, that's not how it works. I haven't built a network or made friends, like just hiding and not talking to anybody. I put myself out there. I put myself in different situations. I've joined different groups. Um, I think that a lot of adults don't know how to make friends, mm-hmm. you know, like we're just, and we're never really taught how to, because from the beginning, we're taught to make friendships based off convenience. Yep. Who's in your class? Like, so we're never taught how to even be in that situation, you know, mm-hmm. of, of just making a new friend. I never, I've never lived here. I don't know what's going on. Um, and that's an important like social skill, you know, that's also an important business skill. I think they all, they all overlap, but you got to be able to talk to, to people and you've got to be able to, um, you know, try new experiences and, and, and try new things and like put yourself out there a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I think that mirrors what goes on in the dating world. Everybody's so damn yeah. like, don't get me started. I can't, I can't <laughs> I, dude. I, I, with the dating world, I'm just, <laughs> Spill it. Think, tell us, <laughs> I, I mean, I think it's especially bad in Southern California. Like I, I do think it's especially bad in Southern California. Like and I think, you know, I have an interesting perspective because, I mean, I grew up in California, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lived in NorCal, moved down LA, San Diego, and I've been in California, but I have like a very large network outside of California. Most of my friends aren't there. Right. So I've like spent a lot of time in different, lots of different States and countries and like been around different people. And I also have worked with thousands and thousands of people from all over the world. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm having a lot of conversations with those people that, most people like don't ever have these conversations. I'm like in deep in the depths of their lives. Right. So mm-hmm. I know a lot more about people's like dating lives or sex lives, their, their bowel habits. You know, every, yeah. I know about everything, <laughs> their finances, uh, more than the average person. Cause that's just like what happens in my career. Right. So I have like an interesting kind of selection bias. And I always look at all the dynamics that come up in like, you know, as living in San Diego or LA and the conversations people are having in those social circles and even the clients in person there. And then I'm like looking at what goes on in other places with other, I'm like, this is not normal. Like this mm-hmm. is also just not normal, but you know, I think at large, um, one of the dynamics that goes on, I think is like, especially America, it's like a, it, it's an America thing, mm-hmm. you know, this hiding energy. Oh um, nobody wants to put themselves out there. Nobody wants to get rejected. It's swipe culture. It's just, grass is always greener. I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't want to open my heart. There's a lack of emotional intelligence. Like, I mean, it's crazy to me where I would, you know, go on dates and I, it was like every single first date guys would be like, wow, like that was the most incredible conversation I've ever had. Like, I was like, and they would always make comments to me. Like, I think, you know, like, I think, you know, me better from that first date than most people who have known me my whole life. Like, like, this is what I do. Yeah. I've gotten that piece of feedback and I'm like, 
what is up with people where they, what do you want to talk about? Like, I, I'm just asking you questions, you know, yeah. it's like, do people just not ask each other questions? I also think like a lot of, um, you know, both men and women, they always want the other person to come up to them. There are a lot of men that were like, no, I want a woman who's going to come up to me. Right. And there's also women who are like, I only want a man who'll come up to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and you know, I could go (laughs) off on that whole thing, but you see how it creates a stalemate on both sides. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I was hanging out with some, um, some of my guy friends, like my last trip and they brought up to me, they brought up to me, like, they're like, we feel like there's no like high quality women in San Diego. And I'm like, what do you mean? They're like, we just, they're like, we just feel like they think all they have to do is look pretty and they don't have mm. to contribute anything to the relationship. Like they don't have to do anything else. It's just like, just, I just show up and I look, I look hot is mm. like what they were saying. And I'm like, I, well, that's interesting. I'm like, I think that might be maybe who you're going after. Yeah. I was like, I would say most of, you know, I obviously have a large female network in San Diego. I was like, I think most of us would say the opposite. I think there's a lot of men that think that they don't really need to contribute anything, right? Mm. Like they show up, like they don't plan anything. They don't pay for anything. They don't even have a solid job, right? Especially in San San Diego is an area where they're, well, first of all, it's, you know, it's, it's a kind of a transitionary city. There's a lot of going in and out there with mm-hmm. for people. Um, but it does definitely, and there's all the different parts of San Diego, you know, but there is an energy that's very like college, you know, people, mm-hmm. cause people go there to vacation. People go yeah. there to party and have a good time. You know, people go to, to PB, like to, you know, party, like SDSU, all that. And a lot of people just stay there. And it's this very like and when people vacation there, they're kind of trying to tap into that energy. Mm-hmm. But what happens is a lot of people stay there and they kind of stay in that energy. Yeah. You know, so um, there's they're not having any like real like, I guess, adult relationship <laughs> dynamics, or, like conscious relationship dynamics. Um, and so, you know, apparently, you know, all the, the men, not all the men, you know, but a lot of the men feel like all the women are just like that. And the women mm-hmm. feel like th- these guys are, you know just acting like they're on college. So it's yeah. just like really interesting for me to watch all these dating dynamics and listen and see how people just like a lot of games, you know, and a lot of swiping and a lot of like, you know, what's crazy. I was, so I was home this last weekend and in NorCal and my, my brother-in-law and my mom were telling me about this show they watch or this, this show they listen to on the radio. I guess it's like my brother-in-law was saying, he's like, I love this show. It's called the love trap. And it's this radio show where they, um, they trap people into admitting that they're cheating. So oh. basically it'll be like, it's like, it'll be a woman who thinks that her partner's cheating. Oh, okay. And at the beginning, they're on with the radio guy explaining like, this mm-hmm. is what I think something's up. And they're like, okay, we're going to see if it works. So the guy or the radio guy calls the guy and, and mm-hmm. pretends that he's from a flower company. And I've heard and- this. Yeah. Right. Doing a marketing thing. I'll send anybody free flowers for you and seeing who he sends them to. And (laughs) the guy will like, you know, say his mistress Mm -hmm. (laughs) and then the woman's on the line. And I'm like, is this real? I I was like, is this real? Like, I actually need to know if it's real. My mom's like, yeah, it's for sure real. I'm like, if that's real, that's crazy. There's that many people cheating on each other. Like I guess. there's that many for, for this many shows all the time. I mean, that's wild to me. I know. I, I mean, I don't know. I just think that the more I learn about people's relationships and their dynamics and like, 
I see the inside of a lot of it. There's some like, we just, we haven't learned relationship skills. Yeah. We haven't, you know, and unless you go out of your way to learn relationship skills, to learn how different people think, to learn how to be a good partner, to learn how to express your own needs, to learn how to communicate. I think that's the real problem is people don't have communication skills. Yeah. And they're getting even worse now that people don't have to talk to each other. Yeah. Right. I mean, that's, have you ever met somebody who's great texting and then you are face to face and it's like really weird. Yeah. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I think we need to be aware of our communication skills. I think we need to be aware of, um, you know, when people have, and I think especially in SoCal, there's a lot of just, you know, people are babied. Mm. And I'm speaking, I'm speaking from that because yeah. that's where I've lived. Right. But, and everybody, everybody knows that everybody talks about it. It's like, it's a lot of, you know, people who's, who were just kind of babied. There's mm-hmm. a lot of people like that. And so they grow up and they don't really know how to take real responsibility. They don't know how to like kind of be in a real relationship. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. So I do think that's another reason why it's not just, it's not just that women are waiting longer to have babies because they want careers. That's not, yeah. that's not <laughs> the only thing going on. You know, some people, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and other women know, you know, and I think there's also that kind of turnaround too, where there was such a push for this hyper-independent woman thing. I think a lot of women now are like, dude, I want to, I want to just have a baby and stay home. And I just want my husband to make enough money where like, we can chill and I can take yeah. a fucking break. Like I'm tired. I'm tired. You know, I think a lot of women are really exhausted. So obviously these are like generalities that don't apply to everybody, but I'm talking from, you know, the selection bias of the people I work with and who I'm around. Um, But I think there's a lot of that, a lot of that going on. And I I also think with nervous system dysregulation and um, a lot of that is from, you know, and I, I work with a lot of women and there's a lot of like, you've just been in your masculine energy for too long Mm. and it will totally tear down your health you know yeah it'll totally force you to stop and um it's unsustainable you know so it can really burn us out for sure mm-hmm. yeah and I know so many people that I come into contact with because I very much was that I'm always like recovering perfectionist and some people are like I'm still a perfectionist and I was like well I'm not gonna identify as that we're leaving that in the past yeah but like very in the masculine and just don't know how to get out of the go, go, go and the do, 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 because there's always something to be done, right? Especially if you're an entrepreneur, there's always something to be done or, and then you get home and there's dishes and then there's cooking and then there's like, when does it end? It doesn't unless you make a conscious shift. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, I I think you have to, yeah, make the shift, but you also like need examples of other ways to do things. Yeah. You know? So I think it's like, again, you don't know what you don't know. You know, I think a lot of people know, like, I don't feel good with whatever I'm doing or the way I'm doing it, but like, I just like, don't even know one other way, you Mm -hmm. know? And they might hear people saying things like that. Like, you know, you're too in your masculine. And I, and I understand because I was, I was like, I'm like, I get it. I'm too in my masculine. And you're telling me to be my feminine. Like literally how, like what, like, what does that look like? Like, I don't get it. You know, I need an example. And it wasn't until I started seeing examples and like actually seeing how that was applied in people's lives that I was like, oh, okay. That makes sense to me. You know? So I think that's the other thing. And, and, um, that's why sharing is so valuable, you know, like sharing our lifestyles and how we Mm -hmm. do things. Um, because people learn a lot just through example and just like, um, I, I actually think that's the most powerful way to teach is just, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. 
you can watch me if you want, because it's like, it's just offering, Hey, this is something that works for me. And you're not trying to tell anybody this is the way to do it, Mm -hmm. but it opens people's minds about different ways that different people think different people live. And, you know, I think a lot of the time, and you probably know this about me, like people ask me questions and I don't answer in a straight way because I don't relate to the question, Mm -hmm. you know, like for example, when people ask me about the, like, how do I heal my self-worth? People ask a lot of questions like that in the spirituality space. And I understand that you have that question. Like when you ask me that, I'm like, I don't understand that question. Yeah. Because like, I don't relate to this. Like there's, there's a worth thing or there's a not like, Mm -hmm. I don't relate to that idea at all. So the question doesn't make sense. It's just like, for me, worth is inherent and everybody is worthy. And it just like, and so it is. So to heal it, like, I don't understand how that goes away. You know, mm-hmm. like, and I understand in concept, like, you yeah, know, this, this happened, but I, I can't relate to the question. And I think sometimes that's like, people need to hear me say things like I, that question doesn't make sense to me. And so I can't give you an answer mm-hmm. because that is the example in itself of like, oh, that's interesting. Like that's how she thinks. Yeah. So. No, I really like that example because I feel like worthiness comes out comes up all the time for people with everything so it's just like no does not compute like my brain short-circuiting because it just genuinely does not see Mm -hmm. you not being worthy of anything well I think that's one of many things that people use where it's like on a journey there'll be certain things that people stay stuck at because it's a convenient way to hide and they Mm -hmm. will stay stuck at these places where there's no solution So here's the thing that I will tell you about any successful entrepreneur. (laughs) Um, You know, if I look at every mastermind I've ever been in, every networking group, every like event, like every speaking thing, like, and I look at all these people who are doing their damn thing in the world. Everybody still has their own doubts and insecurities and plenty of areas. Like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Like, I'm insecure about like all that, but like nobody is operating from the, I'm not worthy. Hmm. Does that make sense? Like they're not trying to solve that problem to move forward. It's like, we're just jumping past that and we're just doing the thing, Mm. right? Here's the thing, like whether or not I take action on my goals, it actually has nothing to do with if I think I'm worthy or not. It it, it has everything to do with, am I going to choose it or not? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like it's really that simple. You know, choices is how you shift energy. And so I think like there's a lot of these questions that I, I understand now a lot of people get stuck at, whether it's business or health or within relationships, exiting situations. And I look at the questions and I'm like, that question, like you've, you kind of kept your, you're keeping yourself stuck in that question because you've also decided there's going to be no satisfying answer. Mm. Like I could sit here for, and I have, you know, I can sit there for two hours and explain to you all the reasons why you're worthy and why all the reasons you're telling yourself you're not are bullshit. Right. Um, and that's still not going to convince somebody Mm because they've just, they've decided. And at the end of the day, it's like, People are trying to, they're asking, how do I change this when this is something they have decided? And the way you change that is you decide something different. Yep. You know, and instead of this whole like figuring it out and like, it's like this whole thing. I'm like, it's literally just a decision. And, you know, it's a decision to just make a new choice and move forward and say, I don't have to figure that out. You know, and here's the thing. Am I worthy of, I don't know, building this life I want? There's only one way to freaking find out. 
you know, I'm going to, yeah. I'm going to go do it and make it happen. Um, and of course I'm going to make it happen. So it is, but I, th- I think there's like, whenever we are stuck at a question or a block or a self-sabotage behavior, we have to take a step back and like, look at where we've just already decided that there's nothing that can solve that, mm. you know, because people feel more comfortable blaming this, this thing, like this reason mm-hmm. than saying, I'm just deciding to not move forward. So they will find that thing, that that question they need answered or, you know, this personal, I, I don't know if I'm worthy. I don't know if I'm lovable. I don't know. Like, that's not what's going on. You just are scared. So you're trying to find something that you have to solve first before you can move forward. And you're picking something that you're not willing to solve or is unsolvable. Mm-hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I know I'm sure you're triggering a lot of people, but I know one of your favorite things to do is trigger. And I, I mean, I wouldn't have been here for all these years if it didn't spark something in me too. I don't try to trigger people. I'm just naturally a triggering person. I understand that. I'm like, I, the people who really know me know I'm always speaking with love. Like I, I say all this because I give a shit about people. And like, I honestly think I give more of a shit about most people than they do themselves. Like I, fiercely love and I fiercely care and I like deeply care about people like that I barely know it's because I see everybody on a soul level like Mm -hmm. I truly I know it's all it sounds corny whatever I like truly see source in every single person around me like Mm. I see that I I always see people at their highest potential a hundred million bajillion percent I think that's something that's made me a good coach and something that makes me a really powerful healer is like and people always say that to me, like, I literally feel like when we're talking, it's like, you're looking at me like you are, you see this version of me that I've always wanted to be. I'm like, of course I do. Like, that's the only version of you I see. I see your highest potential and I hold you I to love. that the same way I want other people to do that for me, you know? So like, I just really care. Um, and I know for me, I hate when people withhold information mm, and I hate same. when people don't tell me something that would be very helpful because they're worried about hurting my feelings. I'm like, you're not gonna hurt my feelings. Like, the truth is healing and the truth is helpful. And even if the truth isn't comfortable for the ego, like that's okay. There's all kinds, like we have a choice of how we respond to things that trigger our ego, Mm -hmm. you know? And here's the thing. If I say something super triggering to your ego, you are going to be like, damn, you're right. Okay. (laughs) Right. That's what you're going to do. It's the same thing. That's what I do when people say things like that to me, right? Where I'm like, shit, you're right. You're like, I got, I got, got to sit on that one. Yeah. Like, damn. Like, yeah, my ego is not like that one. And like, that's great. And it's like, you can be comfortable in that discomfort. Like, wow. Yeah. That fuck. Like that, that was it. And thank, and that was not comfortable from ego. And I'm really excited now that we just figured something out. Cause that was clearly a block versus getting very upset and like pushing it away. And I'm like, that's fine. But then that's why you're still in the same spot, Mm -hmm. you know? So I, and I also, I have not been around in my life um, in the last few years. You know, I spent so long having to hedge what I what I said and be careful about hurting people's feelings and all that. And it really suppressed me. And there's, you know, I'm really grateful that I have such a an amazing support system and so many amazing friends, people in my community where I get to fully be myself all mm-hmm. 100% of the time. And, and this is how I am hundred percent of the time with like everybody. It's how I talk. Um, and I know there's people that don't like it and that's okay. And they don't need to be my friend, you mm-hmm. know, but like other people do and different, there's different people resonate with different people. It's like coaches. Like I have never, every coach I've ever worked with is like me mm-hmm. because 
because that's how I respond to information. Well, like I'm like, yeah, "Yeah," like just give it to me straight. I hate, I hate when people are beating around the bush. It feels very disrespectful to me. Honestly, it it feels disrespectful to me, um, which I could go off on when people are withholding the truth. They're beating around the bush. They're not being direct. It feels incredibly disrespectful to me. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's something that really bothers me. Um, there's a reason you're doing that, you know, uh, and it's, it's just quite simply not respectful for me to me. So anyway, you know, there's lots of coaches that, you know, are great at what they do and maybe they have a softer style or it's gentler or it's more like lovingly, gently guiding. And that's just not what is helpful for me in particular, Mm -hmm. you know, but also the thing is that my communication style changes drastically depending on who I'm talking to. Um, which I think, you know, is a thing that for most coaches happens. And it's also because for me with sessions, for example, like, I mean, I'm channeling. So a lot of my clients or friends talk about this. So like, wait, how come she's so like gentle and soft with you? They'll like listen to each other's sessions. And I have like different personalities because I'm like, because I'm just channeling your spirit guides. Mm -hmm. And usually people who have like more aggressive personalities, their spirit guides will also be a little bit more aggressive. They'll also have people like beings that are super soft to kind of balance Mm -hmm. it out, but you know, it'll be more of a, that kind of tone. And then people who are really soft and gentle, it's more of that kind of tone. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so that changes the session totally. And I have a totally open undefined throat center in human design. So literally how I communicate, I just pull from whoever's energy, you know, is in front of me. And, um, that's kind of how it gets delivered. So, Yeah. It's funny. Cause I'm definitely like a lot softer around certain people and it's not a conscious thing. It's just like, if that's how they are, I tend to just, that's where my throat pulls mm-hmm. her energy. So that is you funny. Know, life of a channel. You never know what personality you'll get. You never know how you're going to show up. Um, no. I feel like that's fully complete. I feel like that was like eight episodes in one, but in Great. the best way, like everyone's going to have to listen to this seven times great but does it feel complete for you yeah for sure can you tell people i always feel complete courtney uh <laughs> yeah i know you're like i'm a whole person you bring your whole self to work i always laugh because they used to say that when i worked for a bank and i was like i cannot bring my whole self here <laughs> yeah, absolutely not. i'm not bringing my whole self to this <laughs> bank. I, was like, I was like no i will not bring my whole self to work i get it you're trying to have inclusion but anyways yeah now we can <laughs> tell the people where they can find you you can find me at Christina the channel on Instagram, Christina the channel.com, Christina the channel podcast, and Christina the channel on YouTube. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. Like I said, I know everyone's going to have to listen to this so many times just to like, they're going to get a new nugget every single time. There were like so many different topics, but great. Thanks for having me. Always a blast. But. Thank you again, and I'll catch you all in the next episode.